But what's she going to do in Europe alone? Work. Where? Can she work remotely? Yeah, I guess. Get an Airbnb somewhere. somewhere. Fucking, we're, we're, the first, the wedding's in Italy? Wedding's in Italy. Go to some cool little town in, you know, uh, Tuscany and... Oh, great. I know how this story ends. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know <laughs> where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. Julio Gallerati, joined by... Francis Ryan and Chris, mm. Mm. we are mm. doing podcasting, mm. and we're here, and that is yeah. all. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling, Francis? How I'm, are you? I'm solid. I have been working out more, nice, uh, which I had not been doing much of, and it's amazing how directly it correlates to improved mood, sleep, um, purpose, everything. How's your beautification journey going? Are you back to square one? I don't know. I think part of it, it's all, it's all to some degree, what's the word, uh, the, the, when you, placebo, mm. I don't know if this is the right application of that, but what I'm going to say is that by working out more, I think I look better. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. if I look exactly the same. Right. And you probably do look better. Maybe. You know? Maybe. Um, but boy, oh boy, I'm doing these workouts that I, it's, it's this one class in New York called Fitting Room. With the pH? F H I T T I N G. I just made up a thing that fitting doesn't exist. The fitting room with a pH. Yeah. All right, so fitting room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing that, you know, and I remember I used to go do fitting room as sort of a, a low-key workout mm. when I was in my 20s. And now I do it on a Monday, and I find it so hard that a lot of the time, I can't work out again for the rest of the week. Wow. And I think that that's counterproductive. Really? Yeah. If I'm so sore that I'm only working out one day a week because of how hard that one workout is, it's much better for me to work out half as hard four days a week. But like, okay, that makes sense. But my thought to that would be like, wow, I'm so sore because that was such a good workout. Therefore, I like broke through to a new boundary of something is there's no there's no world for me where working out one day a week even if it's the hardest workout ever is better than working out three or four days a week yeah yeah but i'm doing it and you know i'm gonna do it again today i'm sore i was the only guy in the class the other day i love that dude i don't know how i feel that's my that's my that's my (laughs) shit i'm always the only guy in the class shout out new york pilates You'll see me there soon, fucking crushing it. Uh, Dude, it's sick. And I think that there's a secret to that. Like, girls, like, know about the good workout classes in this weird way, dude. Yeah. And and sometimes, like, the shit they do is, like, harder for guys, which makes it really good. Yeah, probably. But I don't know. They're all... It's it's hard not to feel like a creep when you're (laughs) the only guy at the workout class. Dude, I don't know. For me, it's just hard to feel like you're not gay. You know what I mean? I feel like everybody just assumes I'm gay in the class. Well, I wouldn't mind that. That would be probably better than what I feel, which is that I feel like all the women are keeping a, a, a watchful eye on my watchful eye. 
and there are mirrors everywhere and there's so much <laughs> bending over and everyone's wearing these tight pants and you know i just don't feel great yeah yeah in there yeah. i feel like uh it's very hard to keep your eyes even if i am keeping my eyes to myself i worry that they think i'm not <laughs> Well, dude, I'll tell you what, man. Being that I just assume they all think that I'm gay, I will tell you this. I can look because I'm just one of the girls, dude. <laughs> I never feel weird about looking. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like someone's going to catch me because they just assume that I'm not attracted to women. There have been some <laughs> major TikTok trends I've seen recently secondhand where it's women at the gym documenting how creepy guys are to them. Oh, I've seen that too. But it's usually like guys like talking to them or like trying to teach them how to do stuff. And they don't like that. Yeah. And it's made me very self-conscious about myself being in workout situations around women. But do you talk to random women? No, I don't out? say a fucking word yeah, and good, I don't dude. look at them. But I just still feel, I don't know. I feel like I'm part of the problem by being there. Yeah. No, yeah, you shouldn't be talking. I mean, listen, dude, but it's okay to like, where else are you going to meet women? I've heard people in LA be like, that's the only play, like before dating apps, that was the only way you could meet women was at the gym. Interesting. That's what I heard people. So it's like, listen, you can't, if a guy comes up to you and is hitting on you, I mean, well, that's so, not necessarily a crime. No. You know? Do I need to establish at the beginning of the class that I'm not there to meet women? You should need I just, to be a little gayer, dude. So I, should I tell them all right off the bat, just so you know? Because I take my wedding ring off because we're doing weightlifting shit. <laughs> We're throwing kettlebells around, and I'm concerned that with my wedding ring on, it will jeopardize the integrity of my grip strength. And one of these kettlebells is going to fly into the skull of one of these diminutive women. Next thing you know, not only you know, am I a creep, I'm a, a murderer. Are you saying anything to anyone? No, I don't talk to them, except for this one moment, which I hate. I hate this moment in the class where we all get through this really hard circuit, and the instructor says, Give your neighbor oh some my encouragement. Oh, my God, I hate it. And they, they make me high-five the woman to my left or right, and I don't want to. I hate it, too. I, I don't want to touch them. I want nothing to do with them. It's the worst thing of all time. Sometimes, like, I will, I'll do it, though. Do you do it? Yeah, because they're reaching out. They're you, trying to do it. Oh, that's interesting. You need to initiate it because sometimes the person next to you feels obviously extremely uncomfortable also. So, uh, oh, good. This is a good way I found to do it. Now, granted, if they're if they're making you physically touch each other, that adds an, another element to it. But this same theme can apply. You, if they're like, yeah, you did, like, tell your neighbor, give them some encouragement, just, just be like, we did it. Oh <laughs> man, that's <laughs> cheeky. We that's cheeky it. of you. We did it. I don't know. We that is it. classic, Julio. It's pretty good. You're that's you though. <laughs> that's you can pull that off. You don't think you can do it? I don't know. Do I'm not really Colorado? sure if the if the sort of rye. Uh, recognition of accomplishment is is one that I can pull off as well as you can. <laughs> but I, I will say, man, you know, you, you, the the other issue that I have is that this class is often filled with regulars who have a good relationship with the instructor. That's what I was going to say. That could be your key here is they're, getting in the relationship with the instructor. They're slinging inside jokes to each other a sexual relationship chris <laughs> they're making yeah they're making these you know they know a song and they come on and they're like woo. there's a lot of oh, wooing yeah. going oh, yeah. on mm. and they woo 
Yeah, there's a Woo. lot of wooing. I don't like that. I hate wooing. Um, there's, oh, happy 1st of May. Give it up, Libras or whatever. It's going to be like, May. Th- there's Taurus. three women. Shout out to Hans. Taurus. There's three women in the class whose birthdays are in May, and they're all excited that, you know, it's their uh, star sign or whatever. And um, I'm just kind of feeling a little left out and on an island. And then there's a moment where they ask people to partner up and nobody wants to partner with me. I hate partner. Oh, and nobody wants to partner with me. And you know why? Cause they all know I'm going to fucking dominate them. I'm a goddamn <laughs> machine. For we're not I... using the same weights. I don't care how chiseled these women are. When you said fuck, I thought you were going to be like, they think I'm going to fuck them. Oh no, <laughs> no, no. That's the farthest um, thing from wait, my but you're mind. You're competing with them. No, it's, it's, if you're in a partner thing, it's, uh, there are times where if you're using the same weights, it makes the transition simpler, um, but I'm not using the same weights because they're I'm stronger than they are. I doubt that they're thinking about it that way. They probably just think you're the creepy guy, and they that's don't it. Be your partner yeah, they right don't want to be partnered with me. You got to be friends with the instructor, bro. It really softens it because when the instructor addresses me, it makes everybody realize that it's that I'm safe. Julio's yeah. back there. He was going to wear a tutu to class. She mm-hmm. made that joke. Mm-hmm. And then everyone looked at me. I said, well, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, he's so charming. But. <laughs> in how you can defer that. I didn't wear the tutu. But the tutu, the idea that I would even uh, entertain the idea of wearing a tutu also, again, made them think that perhaps I wasn't interested in women watch, at all. You better watch out. You better watch out. You're Pretty soon, you're going to have nine women calling you in the middle of the night because they're, they're sad about how their man is treating them. I'm going to be like, sweetie, listen. Yeah, you're going to end up as, as high school Julio, friend zone to the moon. Yeah, dude. Oh, God. And you're like, I don't even need to be friend zone. He's not good enough for you. I'm in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm set. I've already friend zoned you before you've even friend zoned me. Yeah, that's it. Well, I don't know. Dude, that reminds me. Okay. I would like to give a shout out to Ryan, who was. Facts with Ryan? Facts with Ryan? Not this Ryan, although shout out to Ryan as well, this Ryan. Oh, thank you. But this is another Ryan. <laughs> Who I went to school with, he was the biggest baller in middle school, bro. Mm. This guy was crushing it. So much so that he kissed a girl on the last day of school one day, and every it was the talk of the town. Wow. I walked to the parking lot with my hands raised in tri- triumph. I remember you telling yeah. me that. And my dad said, what happened? Ryan made the move. <laughs> and Ryan continued to, to excel. And I think he was even younger then. I think he was in fifth grade. Okay, dude, Ryan had this dance move, bro. <laughs> I'll never forget this. Ryan had this dance move. Right? <laughs> he would dance with chicks. He would dance with chicks. And you know when you grind with girls and like you dance and like the, their leg comes between your leg oh, or even shoot. perhaps yes. their, it's their butt on your pelvic area and you're dancing. Mm. Ryan had this move, dude. I'd like to do it for you guys where he, he had this arm sway that he would do with it. Now, normally you're doing the move and you're dancing yeah. and you, it, it's like not the most complicated dance. You're dancing, you're dancing. Ryan had one arm connected doing that, and then he had the other arm uh, swinging. He's swinging it. <laughs> He's gently treading water. The way there. that he would, the way that yeah, the way that he the arm had this flow to it, bro. Where I'm holding the mic and I can't do it, but the, it was unbelievable, dude. Everybody would watch him and be like, "This guy's the fucking goat." And that was in fifth okay. grade? Well, no. The, the grinding began in seventh grade, but then we went, there was this girl who we met from like, who he met from this like fancier town 
And we went to like one of her dances, I think. And he brought me and, and our other friend and he was just doing the, the arm. Wow. He was doing the arm on the dance floor, dude, at this other school's dance. And it was fucking fire. Wow. I like Ryan. What and, an inspiration. And he's a great guy, dude. Is he's he like, still? He's still a great guy. He's a very nice guy. He's my next door neighbor. Dude, this is how he broke the ice, dude. This is goat level shit. He came over to my house the day he moved in next door, knocked on the door and said, I would like to play with my new friend. Oh. Wait, and you weren't friends yet? Never met the guy. What? The realtor must have told them, you know, there's another boy next door who's the same age as Ryan. Dude, uh, some kid with that much riz, I'd be afraid to let in my house because I'd be thinking he's going to bang my mom. <laughs> but he was like six, dude, when he did this. I know. I don't think it matters. <laughs> yeah, he's smooth, bro. He was smooth. So anyway. That's uh, nuts. The move, bro. The move. So I, I was thinking about that the other night. And I was like, man, the arm. And I was doing it in the apartment. Uh, I was shadow dancing with somebody and Hillary said, what are you doing? And then she said, you love dancing. You should take dance classes. Do you want me to sign you up for dance classes? I became shy. Mm. <laughs> I became shy. <laughs> I said, no. Uh. But anyway, I did, began to tell her, tell her about the arm. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it's very nice, honey. <laughs> it's very nice, honey. Here's a question. Have you ever danced with Hill Dog in your apartment? Just the two of you? Yeah. Where? Uh, specifically, I don't remember. And I don't remember if it was one of those Julio's being silly and Hillary's like, Haha. And I don't think we were necessarily both in actively participating in the dance itself, but we were both agreeing to dance. Uh -huh. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. Have you guys? Oh yeah, we have. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. But we'll, we'll do different types. We'll have some fun ones, some goofy ones, just goofing around. You know, usually we dance in the kitchen while we're cooking. Mm. That's a nice place. That's the, a good one. The, the cooking gets the, the dancing going because we've got some music going and then we start dancing. That's a good one. But I've also, we've also had somewhat, I think, more romantic dances. But I will say that one time we tried dancing and I, I don't know why this happened, but we didn't have any real music going and we were sort of slow dancing and it was really uncomfortable. Did you start going, no, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Chris, what do you got over there, pal? Dude, you should take salsa classes so you could dance along to all of your favorite music. Yeah, bro. you should Are be you doing kidding that. Me? I know, but, Spanish language music. I know, but the Spanish <laughs> language music. I don't necessarily know that the traditional salsa dancing is as applicable. Is it? Yeah, is but that you naive can. Of me? You can. I can do a more it. modern version yeah. of it. For that is true. But you have to learn the basics first, so then you can. Yeah, a little SLM. Yeah. Hill Dog was a very accomplished dancer as a, as a youth. Ooh. Wow. And she has all these videos that I'm supposedly not allowed to see, but I, I'm feeling like I'm I'm close to breaking down that barrier where I'm going to be allowed to see them. Where, like, the people who have them will just send it to me and realize she's being unreasonable. Oh, okay. I would like to see those. Man, that reminds me. One time I was seeing this girl who was a very good, I don't know, child musician, singer kind of person, musical theater. Mm -hmm. And one time... We we went over to her apartment, and she had been watching old tapes of herself singing on stage, and she put it on for us, and kind of wouldn't stop it. Mm. Mm. That's tough. That's a tough personality I think type. She thought we were both into it, and I was. It was hard for me not to tell her I'm attracted to the adult version of you. Not the child version of you, which you should be grateful for. <laughs> so how old was she when she was showing you this and how old was she in the video? Oh, I mean, we were probably both in our, our mid to late mid 20s, I guess. Okay. And then um, 
she must have been 11. So what was the point of her showing you? Just Were you guys dating? Kind of, yeah. So, and you weren't interested in this at all? No, of course not. <laughs> Why would I give a fuck about her childhood? You don't care at all. I mean, no. <laughs> Did she make you watch for a long time? Yeah, a long time, okay, bro. Okay. So an like hour, multiple songs? An hour, yeah. To the degree where she would say this next song and I'd be like, what? Really? You're going to do it again? More? Mm-hmm. I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this. That's really funny. I'd be happy if she were to sit down at a piano and start belting songs in real time, a little live music as an adult. You guys do a duet? No. I don't think we ever really had a piano. Although she was, actually, you were working as a we must have, in yeah, a we must have had a bar. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever sung a duet with someone that I was seeing, and I I don't know that I have. Yeah, to be honest with you, that seems a little extra. weird. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite memories, one of my cousins was apparently like a beautiful singer. Like I had no nobody knew. So I, I actually don't recall how good she was, but in the moment, I recall thinking, everybody thinking, wow, we didn't know she could sing like that. And with this joke that she can't live down, which one of the reasons why she can't live it down is because for some reason it makes her embarrassed, which makes everybody continue to do it. Mm. Self-fulfilling prophecy. But she started singing like something from like Aladdin, like one of the Jasmine songs. And one of my aunts began crying. <laughs> so the joke is that she brought our aunt to tears the beautiful voice and she still is annoyed about it wow that's uh that's a transcendent it's pretty good voice one. on that on that cousin it's a pretty good one so dude on the the weekend where it rained a ton uh i did something pretty fun which i uh, enjoyed so oh. it, was, it was a saturday okay and we're having a lazy Saturday. I had late shows, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm in bed. I'm reading. And I'm like, you know what? Hill- Hillard starts to doze off. And I'm like, I live close to MoMA now. I'm going to go to the MoMA. Wow. Uh, I signed up for a library card because that's a hack to get free admission. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I now have a library card. So I walk over there. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, rainy day, perfect day for the museum. Forgetting that every tourist in this entire city is thinking the same exact thing. So I get there and there's like a f- 85 person line standing mm-hmm. outside in the rain in a- with umbrellas. Mm. It, was a ma- it was madness. And I was like, man, fuck this. I was like, I'm just going to go into the design store and maybe buy some shit and go home. So I walk in, I go to the design store and suddenly I realize I'm just in the museum. I don't know how I did it or, or what, what enabled me to be able to do that, <laughs> but I skipped what was easily an hour away in the pouring rain. It was just inside of the museum. Now I was like, well, I guess back to the original plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the museum was so crowded that it was like kind of unpleasant. Where um, is the MoMA? I thought the MoMA was in meatpacking. No. Um, the the Whitney's in me. That's what I've been to. MoMA is in Midtown. Uh, it's in the fifties uh, between fifth and sixth. Okay. And dude, it was so crowded that it was like hard to enjoy it, to be honest. But it was still cool that I was able to kind of weasel my way in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. It was so crowded, bro. That there's there a lot of people not really uh respecting your personal space. Mm-hmm. And I actually saw this one group of kids, not kids, maybe like college age kids, walking toward me. And the kid is turned around, but is continuing to walk directly into my, in my direction. And he's on a crash course with me. And I'm, I can choose to move, 
But I'm like, I'm taking this guy down. Oh, boy. I'm taking him down. I'm not slowing down. I'm not easing the blow. I, too, am going to be as unaware of where I'm going as he is. I and don't then, mind that at all. And then I'm going to lock eyes with him, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Granted, I'm twice this guy's size, so nice. it's not like I'm Good. not being particularly confrontational. More passive-aggressive, ultimately. I'd just say aggressive. <laughs> we collide. He turns around and goes, oh, dude, I'm sorry. And I go, watch where you're going, buddy. You said that? Oh, yeah. Spicy. Watch where you're going, buddy. Wow. You. And you saw this coming, <laughs> and you, you wanted it to happen. Yep. I want it to happen. You are a bad boy. Watch where you're going, buddy. Changing. I know. I like this. Am I? I'm not, dude. I'm still not confrontational. This happened last week. You what? said you had like four interactions I know. in that a row. Was, that was a crazy, that was a crazy <laughs> beginning. I talked to Francis on the phone and he had me retell the story to his wife, which I did. And then she offered me like words of comfort. And I wasn't sure if like, I think we had different ideas about what was upsetting about it. To her, she actually was suggesting that perhaps, and I think she was just doing this to make me feel better, but she's like, hey, don't worry about it. Jokes that early in the morning are, are bound not to land. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where in my mind, I was like, but I, I thought that they were just really bad jokes, and I'm concerned that I was making them to begin with, mm-hmm. but that's nice of you to entertain the idea that perhaps my jokes would have been better at another time. I thought that was nice of Yeah, you. I think I said something similar to that effect uh on the pod too no but you you didn't i oh. think you said something more about it was slightly different your brain's not working at that time of day right yeah, that that's, what I said? that's what you said i yeah. think you blamed me and she blamed them i don't know and, that i was blaming you but i i, I, I should have been blamed dude what the fuck oh. was i doing <laughs> i was blaming me too well, i think we were like fraternizing over the idea that i was short-circuiting in this unusual way mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, Chris, it's not a trend. Although well, we all, will see. We've all been there. Gee, Sierra recently challenged me and said, "What? why don't you try to c- complete seven days in a row of meditation? Wow. You want? I want you to meditate for at least seven straight days. For how long? Just just to do my you know, 10 to 15 minute headspace that I, that I like to do when I get home sometimes. Um, and I'm, I'm on day three of it and I'm going strong and it has become this, I think I've told you where I, I walk in the door, I, hu- I hug my wife, I hug the dogs and then I go right to the bedroom. I sit down in a chair and I, I do my headspace, uh, for, for t- 12 to 15 minutes. And then when I emerge, I've put the day behind me nice and the worries and the the salt and the grime of the streets and the work day are past it feels like i've walked through a portal a different shower i'm I'm in a different mood and i'm ready to be present and pleasant for my family present and pleasant and it's a it's a very different experience and i'm much nicer to be around i'm i have a better time uh, my thoughts are framed better, and all of this is thanks to how easy and wonderful Headspace is to use. It's a great app. Um, guys, Headspace is absolutely incredible. It's helped me and more than 100 million people worldwide. They can help you too. For a limited time, all of you can try Headspace for free for 60 days by going to headspace.com slash oops60day. You won't find this offer anywhere else. You must use our link, H-E-A-D-S-P-A-C-E dot com slash oops 60 day to unlock all of Headspace. That's O-O-P-S six zero D-A-Y. Buddy, I got to tell you, there's a new development that's been happening in our <laughs> life. Um, 
where my wife is uh she's trying to figure out what she wants to do i don't think it's any secret at this point that she she got laid off in the massive tech layoffs at at her job uh which was a huge surprise and a major bummer but she's that happened a few months back so she's been really applying and trying to find new work and you know um really kind of pounding the pavement but she dated me through my firing from barstool and watched at that time as i used humor to cope with what had happened to me mm-hmm. uh and do you made- mean like literally with talking to her or generally speaking since you're a humorist as a, your job <laughs> I think both. I mean, I think she saw me, you know, being being very, I guess, fall, you know, falling on my own sword as a joke and being like, yeah, I got fired. Must be nice having a job, you know, mm-hmm. various, you know, things of, of just beating people to the punch. Because if, you know, you feel like people are going to make fun of you for getting fired. Well, I deserve I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to get those laughs. Mm hmm. And then everyone's put at ease about it because they realize that I don't take myself too seriously and that I'm okay. So it was all of that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think she watched that and she's now started making (laughs) jokes to the same effect of herself being fired and she, not fired, sorry, being being laid off. And she um, did something while I was in San Francisco that is so unbelievable. (laughs) So I've I've struggled with how to be the supportive and yet you know in in some way advising counsel husband that I feel like I'm supposed to be for her. Mm. Um I don't really know what my role is supposed to be when uh when my wife loses a job. Um What do if, you mean your role? Meaning if I'm supposed to be really gentle hey don't worry about it you know take your time we'll you'll figure it out i'll support us until whatever or hey you know what if you tried this or what if you considered this do you want me to help introduce you to people who might be able to help help you get connected or or you know or at the most extreme you know hey you really need to get a job we we need your income to support our lives too Mm-hmm. Um and it's hard. It's just this is the first time this has happened since we've been together. So um at least at least for her. Um and she knows that I'm struggling with this. Well, I, I think first of all though, to answer your question, like it depends at what stage of it you're at. Because I there's there's an argument that you don't need to do any of that at all for a little bit. Yeah, we're we're well past, we're past that it now. stage. Yeah. So yeah. then you know, if it then becomes a question, it's like, do you see the person trying to get something? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if you do, then, you know, you can kind of give measured feedback if you feel that there's some improvement to be done or whatever. Totally. Yeah. I, I, I'm not really, I'm not so much worried that she's, I don't know, she's not lost or anything like that, but I, you know, I worry about my own um feedback and my mo- my own role about how i'm supposed to you know invoke some increasing sense of urgency the farther out we get while also 
being remaining supportive. Right, right. Do you know what I right. mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I <laughs> she's been making jokes lately because she's been making jokes about trying her hand in comedy. Mm-hmm. Which is what we have seen a lot of significant others of comedians do, right? We've seen it happen for sure. Many times. It's happened. I haven't seen it happen many times. Have you? I've seen it happen enough times where... A handful is many in so specific. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's odd in that it is such a extreme profession to decide late in life to get involved with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not adjacent to what these people are doing. The younger you start, the better. The less baggage you have, the better. Yeah. Starting late is hard. Yeah. So anyway, she knows that I kind of chuckle along, but that in the back of my mind, if my wife were to say, you know what, I've decided that my dream is to also be a comedian and I'm going to do that now, that I would. It, it would just be, I don't know how I would feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hope, my short answer is supportive, but at the, on the other side, it's like, well, how are you going to pay your portion of the rent? I mean, what, what are we, if you're a comedian, I, I didn't make money in comedy for like six or seven years. I made yeah. nothing. Yeah. I made like $2,000 a year for five or six years. Yeah. So then, am I? Would I be supposed to tell her that she needs to get? A she needs to go work job? at the, yeah. She needs to go work at the coffee shop. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, I think you shouldn't be thinking of it as telling her to do things. If that, I think that would make it easier. If you're yeah. like, should I be telling? You know what I mean? Like, no, it I should know. all be a discussion. I know you don't mean it that way, but like, what if she starts asking me for? Look, all so of question this- though, quick. So she get she got severance, right? Yeah. If it's and I think that. There's a point where, like, when the severance runs out, if you don't have a job anymore, or if you still don't have a job, I mean, that is when you can turn up the meter. I guess you're right. You know? Yeah. As long as it appears that, that time is being spent, efforts are being made. Yeah, right. There's a little bit of urgency, and it appears that there will be an opportunity before the end of the severance period. I, I That is how I have approached yeah. it, and I feel um, I feel safe in knowing, in knowing that I've handled it pretty well pretty admirably i don't know i don't want to give myself credit i have followed the correct line till up till now so another so the the comedian thing brings up an interesting question though because it's like okay they do this job right now it could be unsettling if the person is then kind of suggesting that they might want to pivot in some way Mm -hmm. what if i did this or i'm thinking about looking at a new industry or maybe i'm going to start my own thing or maybe like any variable is potentially unsettling for the partner. Anything that suggests that there's going to be a big step back in order to take steps forward eventually can feel heavy. Yeah. I can imagine. I, I, I agree. And I, to, to add, you know, look, it's, it's challenging because how dare I, if she decides that she does have a dream and wants to pursue that, as someone who did that, how could I, of all people, tell her, no, no, our life requires certainty and grounding, and this is not the time for leaps of faith as we talk about trying to start a family and stuff and our cost of living is rising. 
you know, it would. It, I just feel like I could never say that. Mm-hmm. But it does add lots of anxiety to my life where I, I get the sense that I will have to shoulder a larger portion of the, the financial burden of supporting us if if she were to do something less hmm. less certain in terms well, of a salary and stuff. It's also not that hypocritical because you guys didn't, first of all, when this happened to you, you weren't married, you didn't live together. And you weren't, you guys were new. You weren't like, right. hey, can you support me? Right. That would have been absurd at that time. So now it's, it's different. And it's not sounding like she's even asking you to do that necessarily. You know what I mean? But I understand that, right. uh, you know, the idea of, well, what if it gets to a point where that is a reality and that is a discussion that's actually being had where it's like you now, despite your you know, all the progress you've made, it feels like you're at net zero because... Yeah, I think what I said was that if that does happen, then we are together going to have to make major sacrifices about about our decisions, about what we buy and yeah. spend. And, and I'm willing to do that with you. I'm willing to sacrifice major parts of our life for you to have this flexibility. Um, but just know that it's going to mean we're going out to dinner less, that we're taking fewer trips that we're doing you know we're just gonna have to button things down yeah. uh and i'm willing to do that you're staying at the la quinta yeah next summer right <laughs> right so uh in light of all of that of all of that baggage um that mental sort of uh, n- neurotic pathway i find myself on um she decided <laughs> Over the weekend, I had said, why don't you use this weekend with me away to really focus on what it is that you want to do rather than what you feel like you should do and 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 try to clarify your vision and your approach to, to what it is you would want to do professionally. And she, um, she made a video, and I'm not going to tell you what the video is yet, but she sends me the video... And then she says, I think I'm going to go all in on TikTok. Um, I, I, I've spent this weekend, as you said, really focusing on what it is that I feel like I want and what's right for me. I think there's a lot of opportunity in that space for the type of things that I want to make. And this is what I want to commit myself to. Um, and I go, I watched the video and it was a one minute 30 second video of her air drumming to a song <laughs> just air drumming with the camera like right here but but just not even on beat just like just just sort of lip syncing and air drumming in our living room just no no cuts no fanfare no bells and whistles from an editing perspective just pure point of view air drumming that was terrible it was terrible air drumming and she sends me this and I wrote back, wow, that sounds great before I'd even watched because I was walking with, with Lil Sass in San Fran. So I just read the messages and I was like, wow, that's, um, that's great, you know, uh, really cool. And then I watched a few seconds of the video and I wrote back, <laughs> is that your first TikTok? Question mark? And she goes, yeah, I mean, it needs a little bit of a zhuzh up. <laughs> Um, and she goes, it's too bad you're not traveling with Ryan this weekend because I was thinking I might ask him to throw a little of his editing magic on it. 
<laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm 30% sure she's kidding. I'm 30% sure she's fucking with me. But this me. is a sophisticated step up of gaggery. Bro, she crushed me with this. I spent that whole time walking like, is my wife spinning off the face of the fucking earth? Does she actually think this is good content and that this is her career and like that she can ask our editor whom we pay to like fucking touch up this bullshit? And and like is she thinking she's going to become a TikTok influencer? Dude, you know, that that's funny. That's insane. That's I mean, insane. I almost I, I'll show you guys the video when we Well, how did she stop. T- reveal that she was fucking with you? I uh, I spoke with her on the on a FaceTime <laughs> later and she was howling laughing. About it. That's great. Howling about it. And it was really funny. It was really funny. She fucks with me That's and she's really learned funny. how to fuck with me in in a very subtle way. And uh I do appreciate it. It bonds us. Um <laughs> But on the other hand, I'm like, ah, all right, that's funny. Now fucking get on LinkedIn. Let's go. <laughs> Why don't you dust that resume off? And stop working on your jokes, you know? <laughs> Dude, that's very good. Yeah. That's very, very good. So. Um, I have a question for you, actually. Well, a couple of questions. First of all, well, let's do a significant other question first. Hill Dog is in an interesting predicament. So we're, we have to go to a wedding uh, in Italy for a very close, uh, close friend. Man. And... The week after, so no, not the week after, seven days after the wedding ends, she has to be in the south of France for a work conference. So what we could, now we're making this trip into our vacation. So we're extending before, the logical thing would have been to extend after, and then she can go straight into her work trip. But we can't do that because I have road dates now that I can't move. So we're keeping the vacation as it is. We're going to the wedding. Then there's a week, and then she has to be in the south of France. What should she do? Dude, there's no world where she should come home. But what's she going to do in Europe alone? Work. Where? Can she work remotely? Yeah, I guess. Get an Airbnb somewhere. Somewhere. Fucking, the first, the wedding's in Italy? Wedding's in Italy. Go to some cool little town in, you know, uh, Tuscany, and... Oh, great. I know how this story ends. Can I get anything for you? I met this beautiful uh, car mechanic who, <laughs> when my little Fiat broke down on the road, she, he, uh, that was one of Ashley's story about the drivers. Yeah. About banging the driver was very, very funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I guess. So, I don't know. She needs to, she should hole up in an Airbnb with good Wi-Fi, work during the day, go for hikes, you know, and, and, and have lovely lunches. And, um, that's, that's what I would do. Yeah, breeze through the Rolodex and find anyone remotely excited to see you who lives on the continent of Europe and go there. That could be a good strat. Yeah, somewhere like, inexpensive um, and and knowing that she's going to work because she can't take that whole week off, right? No, she's going to have to work. Because that would be two weeks in a row off. Yeah, no, she's she, taking she, a vacation with you. She'll be working remotely, I, I guess. And yeah, maybe I mean, if she's lucky, maybe her sister will be in Portugal working. She's there a lot of the time. Oh, there you go. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, interesting. That's not a bad play. Not terrible. Gee, how's your eyebrow game? It's okay, I think. 
Do you have to trim them? Mm, I don't think so. But if I do, let me know. I mean, I, I know don't, that I, that progresses as you age. No, this isn't a, a subtle hint. <laughs> I just wasn't sure. It's a springboard to let you know that I have to take care of my eyebrows gotcha. pretty frequently because gotcha. they get a little wooly. Yeah. They're like one of those steel Woo-woo. sponges that starts to come apart, <laughs> <laughs> which you use to scrub your cast iron pan. Yeah. <laughs> That's my eyebrows, man. It's just yeah. all of a sudden things are just headed in different directions and it's very wiry and I would be absolutely a mess. I'd look like Doc from Back to the Future <laughs> if not for the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped, which includes my beloved, my trusty Lawnmower 4.0. I take a little bit of a comb, I just comb the eyebrow down, and I go right like that, and then my eyebrows are perfect. Yeah, dude, they got all the stuff. The Weed Whacker 2.0, the Crop Preserver, a uh, lot of good pro- products, the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. The Ball Toner. <laughs> I don't know how I lived with my balls so untoned all those years. <laughs> that is a good product. And dude, I'll tell you what, like people will be like, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in a relationship now. I'll tell you this, don't fall for that. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you shouldn't stay groomed for your partner. That's it. And if anything, it's more of a of a reason to. More, more important. You know, uh, so if you're out there, you know, playing the field or if you're in a committed relationship, show your counterpart that you mean business. That you mean business. Right now, you get 20% off plus free shipping with the code oops at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code oops at manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. <laughs> All right, number two. Okay. I'm going to a dinner tonight. Oh, nice. Initially, I thought that I was just invited over myself because they're like, we've been making dinner. It's a guy who I don't really know that well, dude. I've met him once or twice. I did a table read for this thing he wrote with a friend of mine. Hmm. I was in one of his animations. I did a voice for it. And he also really Hmm. helped me with my Afghanistan thing. He found the animator for me. Okay. So like, I, 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 and he comes to shows sometimes. I like this guy. Nice guy, you know, uh, but we've, you know, we've only hung out a few times. He's invited me over to this dinner. I'm going to go. Um, yesterday, he sends me the address with a menu. And when I saw the menu, I was like, oh, that's really thoughtful. But maybe it's making me think that more people might be at this dinner. But I don't want to ask because it's a weird question because it puts him in a weird position where I'm like, yeah. are other people going to be here? If the answer is yes, he might feel like I feel like I'm being blindsided. If he says no. I, he might think that I think it's weird or something. I think neither of those things. Mm. So I'm not going to say shit. The question I have, what do I bring? Oh, that's tough. Yeah, because I see what you mean. If it's just the two of you, then bringing a handle of vodka <laughs> is a little problematic. There's cocktails on the menu, by the way. Okay. Um, I think you could bring a dessert. The bottle of wine feels like you, a cop-out. Why don't you bring a dessert? A dessert? Ooh. Dessert's a really good play. Even if there's already dessert on the menu. Do I try to get something that isn't on the menu or, to your point, the more the merrier with dessert? Get a nice cake, perhaps. Um, uh, it's a good question. What is, what, do you know the menu? You know, you know the dessert? Yeah, you want me to read the menu to you? Yeah, I can't believe there's a fucking menu. I know, it's impressive. But he said, he's <laughs> like, listen, we've, we've been going all out and, you know, I respect it. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. That's pretty cool that they're it's sending cute. you the menu that they're going to cook. All right, this is the menu. Uh, fennel to start fennel citrus salad with green garlic dressing and pistachios. Nice. Um, oh, and he asked it before and any allergies, which I thought was nice. This guy's a real deal. Yeah. Wouldn't have been able to eat the pistachios. Um, main 
roasted rack of lamb with roasted garlic and crispy rosemary potatoes. Jesus Christ, dude. This guy's a serious cook. Sides, braised onions, and charred lemon broccolini. Wow. Dessert, lemon olive oil cake with oh. kumquat jam compote mm-hmm. and Italian ricotta frosting. <laughs> and for drinks, Earl Grey milk punch, pomegranate old-fashioned house red wine. Jesus Christ, dude. Can I fucking come to this? <laughs> What the hell? I know. They're making it at their house. I was so impressed. But what do I bring? I have to bring something. And being the bottle of wine guy just doesn't always get it done. Hey, hey. Yeah. I brought this. Where should I put it? It gets it done if you bring a nice bottle. Because then if they drink the one they have, they have a nice bottle from you for themselves. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or a meaningful bottle. If you bring a, a $60 bottle of wine, which I would do given the length to which they are going to cook, and I'm sure that's all really nice food. Yeah. You would pay well over $60 to buy that meal at a restaurant. Uh, I would bring a nice bottle of wine, which can be drunk at the meal, meaning match it. I would go red wine since you're having lamb. So here's the thing, though. How will they know that I spent that much money on it? There's no way, unless they know a fuck ton about wine, which they which might. They might. Which they might. I think. I think get a get a known bottle, a, a nice bottle, and and you know what, dude? Let me tell you something. This is gonna sound fucked. If they don't drink it that night at dinner, and they have it for themselves, and if they're anything like me, they will type the name of the bottle into Wine Searcher. See what the average price is, uh, and then say to themselves, "Oh, okay, this is one that we should enjoy," or "Oh, this is one we should cook with." Shame on Julio for bringing us a fourteen-dollar bottle of wine. Interesting. It's really easy to know. And, I like that. And people, I a lot of people do that. I do that. They seem thorough. It seems as if they might check. Uh, yeah. But but my dad would argue that you know. The three dollar bottle of wine at Trader Joe's beats out hundred dollar bottles yeah. in blind tastings. But that's it's not about it's not about the quality. It's the, about the it's, prestige. It's about what you've brought. Yeah, yeah. You correct. you're buying a ticket. Yeah. To right. that meal. You're right. And um, yeah. I mean, I think that would be nice bottle of wine. A good thing to do. Nice. Bottle and of wine. if okay. I mean, if you wanted to get risky, mm. the only hole I can think of in that meal is a, a nice bottle of port. Wow. And the and the fact that they are making such elaborate cocktails and they've planned to clearly match drinks through the meal means that to me, since this does sound like it's a somewhat boozy affair, as going with that lovely uh dessert they've made, an after dinner port aperitif, whatever, might be I a like nice that. touch. Can you get a nice uh, yeah, digestif or yeah. whatever for fifty bucks. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. Like a nice limoncello. Limoncello, yeah. That yeah, be fun. you de- you definitely can, and that's fun. That's unexpected. Yeah. That's a that would be a, a flourish from you. I like that. I like, and nice it's also oh, my, my people. And you were thinking yeah. we about it too. My... You know, you yeah. weren't just like here's a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, Mazia Louisa, she make herself. <laughs> <laughs> Mazia Louisa does make limoncello herself. That's that, sick. I guess. I wonder, do you have relatives who make limoncello, Chris? Um, in Italy, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Dude, I went to a really charming Italian restaurant near my apartment that was like very unpretentious, very like affordable, and there was a lot of like, I don't know, it just it was very chill, and the food was like good enough, and there was a guy playing the piano who was like not that good, mm. 
And it was funny because <laughs> despite the fact that the, everything about the experience was mid, it still felt like the most wholesome, nurturing. I'll, I'll go back for sure. Cool. He saw a baby and he was like, twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> How I wonder. And then he's just singing the hits. Yeah. Rocket Man. Oh, Lord. That's the type of music he was playing? He was singing like Billy Joel like type of vibe. Ugh. I know. But yeah, I, I, I loved know. it. I yeah, know. I, I, I guess. That's <laughs> a little over the top for uh, a nice Italian restaurant. But quickly, mm-hmm. guess what I saw in the San Francisco Delta Lounge? What? They had a live jazz guitarist. Wow. Buddy, it was a treat. That's sick. That is a touch that was quite nice. Dude, should we go to jazz sometime with our ladies? I would do that. I yeah, that. hell yeah, I would do that. We could go. There's a couple of different ways we could do it, too, dude. Amon has a jazz club in it. Oh, golly. That we could go to? I forgot that, that that place is here. We may, I may have an a membership in there now. What? I know. You got to be a member? No. So for the jazz club, you don't. I just wanted to boast on top I of it. I want you to boast. We need boasting about I'm hoping nice that I'll things. be able to uh, extend the spoils to my, my personal circle, but Sick. we'll see. I'm going to have to try to milk that. But however, uh, the jazz club we should go to, and there's also a really sick jazz club around the corner from my apartment. That there's a line down the block for every single night. Wow. Which suggests it must be good. But I love jazz, dude. The only one I know is the one in Greenwich Village, which feels touristy. Oh, interesting. Blue it's note? always, yeah, the Blue, Blue Note. note. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd like to go to one that's more off the beaten path yeah. and unknown. Do you know that I, I used to play a lot of jazz? I believe it. That's oh, what yeah. I, when I switched to guitar in, I don't know. Do you do jazz piano too? No, jazz guitar. Got it, got it. Was, was what I focused on uh, in guitar. And then I came back to the piano. But uh, yeah, I was in jazz club or jazz band rather in, in middle school and continued to play some jazz guitar through high school. Francis is quite talented, people. Oh, FYI. When you grow a man up in of Maine, many abilities. there's not a whole lot to do. So you have to find things to do. Yeah. When you're crushing those many fucking skulls on a little cross field, you need an outlet for peace. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Piano lacrosse guy 69. <laughs> Dude, I got a good one for you. So uh, I was a friend hit me up asking about when my next show in the city was. Yeah. He was, hey, when's your next show in the city? I love to come. I was like, oh, dude, sick. I was like, I'm at the stand most regularly. Um, you can look on the website under my name. It'll have all my shows for the upcoming week. He goes, oh, sick. Um, but do you know like of any specific ones? And I'm like, okay, yeah. I was like, actually, tomorrow I'm there. And he goes, oh, LOL, weren't expecting you to say tomorrow, but I'll definitely let you know about the other ones. I'm like, yeah, yeah, just get tickets and come or whatever. Or let me know. Let me know in advance. Maybe I can help you. He goes, okay, no problem. Then he starts being like, oh, dude, the show tomorrow is sold out. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 it's sold out. Um, I don't know, dude. He goes, is there anything you can do? And I'm like, yeah, I could, I could murder two of the people <laughs> attending to come. I was like, how about this? Why don't I tell the club to build a new building? To <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say any of that to him, uh-huh. but I was like, ah, oh, dude, yeah, man. If I had known in advance, I might have been able to like do something. And in the back of my head, I'm like, there is a code red button where I can try additionally here. And the club will likely be like, 
I don't know for sure. There's usually a couple of spaces, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was more that I could do, but I didn't think that it was worth it in this situation. Right. This guy, you know, I like the guy. We're, we're friendly. We're friends ultimately. Uh, but I didn't feel like in this situation with how much information I'd already provided that it was worth it yeah. to, there was a way I could have been convinced that he needed my help. Uh-huh. But given how vague all of it was, I said nothing. Yeah. Then one of my best friends who, potentially my best friend, like one of my best friends in the world, who is how I know this guy, calls me. And he goes, hey, what's up? He goes, so there's like no way you can help him? Oh, jeez. And I'm like, dude. And then I'm like, I'm like weirded out that like he now is being called in. And yeah. I also think it's bizarre. I'm like, I'm surprised you're dying on this mountain about this. <laughs> and he didn't even say it in a way that was like, challenging me or rude he was just asking and yeah. i was like i think he may have even caught me at a bad time i'm like dude there's like nothing i can do bro like the fucking show sold out like what do you mean like i could maybe if i had to but like dude yeah, i'm gonna have to move mountains for this one and like it's not it's like potentially just not happening yeah and he's like all right yeah whatever man whatever i see the guy at the show he somehow got in he wow. got on the wait list he gets in and comes and sits down with me after and we're talking, we're talking. I'm busting his balls about the things I already told you. I was like, yeah, I suggested I was going to murder someone. I told him all those things. Yeah. We're laughing, we're laughing. Turns out he's on a first date. He's on a first date. If I had known he was on a first date, I would have done everything. Oh, interesting. If I had known, dude, I'm on a first date, I can finesse it for him. I know the comedian. He hooked me up. He talked to the people. I would do that for him in a, in a second. I like this guy, dude. Yeah, yeah. I just think he's, oh, tomorrow? You didn't say tomorrow. <laughs> Ten minutes later, oh, it's sold out. I thought you didn't want to come tomorrow, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, he didn't tell me anything. If he's like, dude, this girl, she's coming. Like, girl was cute. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to help him, bro. Right. So, I, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm like, I'm glad this ended up working out anyway. I was actually going to talk about this on stage. Uh, and how like can make fun of you basically for the mm-hmm. way you handle this, like joking with him. Yeah. I think it ended up working out. They ended up hanging out more, but then I call my boy and I'm like, dude, why didn't you tell me he was on a date? He's like, dude, you were so adamant about not wanting to help. Oh golly. And I was like, he's like, all right. He's like, all right, dude. And I'm like, that is so unfair. If <laughs> anybody had mentioned the date, I would have immediately helped him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I'm sorry if I gave too much detail. No, no, I feel no. like it was all relevant. Yeah, it's all it's all good. We need Do you agree with my approach? Uh, yeah, um, I don't. I, look, I, I think it's 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 funny to hear how much more how how completely different your mindset is when you learn that there is the potential to help a, a young man that you like. You know, further a, a, a romance, a budding bro, romance. If I can help a conversion, of course, bro. Yeah. If I can make your life better, sure. I just think that you're looking for something to do on Saturday. Yeah, right. And you didn't think about this soon enough. Right. And now I'm your assistant. You know, <laughs> I've now become your assistant. Yeah. So I, I, I gave you all the, it's not like I didn't give him any info. I gave him all the info and even offered to help. But when the show sold out, there's nothing I could do unless. I know you really need this, mm-hmm. in which case I will try additional steps that might not work still. Right. Wow. No, I think that's I think that's totally fair. I think um, it's tough. You know, it's tough because as a comedian, the we don't. I don't want to be thinking about 
helping sort out tickets and sort of, I guess, doing these chores before my set, really. Totally. Uh, It becomes another thing to have to remember and fix and let the people know and how many tickets do you need and go to let the manager know and all of that. It just is a, it's a, it's challenging. And, and of course we do it because we like those people. Uh, There's, there's not somebody who would ask me that, that I probably wouldn't do it for. Right. But, um, to hear, you know, yeah, when some people are a little cavalier about it, and the worst thing I've I've had this happen where someone asked me if I could set tickets aside for them, and they were like it was sold out, and you know I had to kind of really work to do it, and then they didn't even come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, what you know? Yeah, yeah. That no, was totally. a little. That was a little slap in the facey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. But there's a tier system. Listen, I'm willing to, I'm a helpful person. I am, I, it's not a burden for me, but it, there's also a reasonable expectation Yeah. where it's like, you know, like how much am I going to do? For you? Right. And it's right. fine. Again, I don't mind. But in this situation, I felt I had done the appropriate amount with the information I had. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without you know? a doubt. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> this is another interesting one. Before I tell this story, shout out to my boy. I don't blame you for this. Not your fault. This is just the thing that happens sometimes. So my friends in town used to be a comedy booking person. Now has shifted industries. I'm still friends with them because I'm a real one. Fucking classic comedy person thing would be to never talk to this guy again once he's no longer booking. I like this guy a lot. He's a good dude. We watched the fucking Wimbledon final together where Federer lost 16-14 and my phone was on silent and everyone thought I was dead. We have... Because I watched the tape. Yeah. Uh, I love this guy. So he comes to the comedy club. He's like, I'm coming. Let's hang. I didn't know if he was just going to come hang or come to the show, but whatever. He brings a couple friends. Great. We're all hanging. We're all hanging. He's with this girl who he, I think, had met that night. I don't know who brought her, but she starts being annoying as fuck. She starts with the, why isn't it Julio? I'll give you that one. <laughs> I'll give you the first one. Why isn't it Julio? Because it's Julio. It's, it's Italian. Oh, really? Oh, Julia. Oh, that's so cool. If it ends there, literally no demerits. And then she goes, what the fuck? She goes, it should be Julio. You look also like you're Hispanic. Oh, God. And I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> and then she starts going, Julio. Ugh. Julio. And, I, and like, I'm like, dude, Jesus Christ. I start to literally just be like, just look at her and then just like not even react. <laughs> and then I'm like, great. I never have to see this person again. <laughs> they come to the show, bro. I'm talking to Peter. I'm like, bro, how much do you want to bet that girl is going to be a heckler? How much you want to bet? He goes, oh, yeah. I'm upstage for four seconds. (laughs) (laughs) He immediately shut it down and he's like, you can't do that. And she didn't do it again. But like, I felt bad for him in that moment because that was beat. And I wasn't mad at him, but I was just like in a bad mood. And it was because of him, uh-huh, even uh-huh. though he didn't do anything. And I love him and it's not his fault. And don't hold it against him. Can't wait to see him again. But sometimes the way that things unfold sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Buddy. I mean, that that gave me. OK, so <laughs> I had I had a, an exchange in San Francisco with a fan that that I that made me think of you. <laughs> Because I, as as intolerant and as obstinate as I might be, there are definitely times and, and exchanges where you, I I admire how unwilling you are to let certain things slide. 
Um, that is fair. And I, and I like how pissed off you can get about certain things. <laughs> Perceived slights. <laughs> and especially when it's happening to me, when I can think of you and how you would react, it 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 makes me it, it makes me happy and, and makes me think it's funny and then I don't get as mad about it. Okay. Which like is a good that. coping That's mechanism. That's great. That's, I like that a lot. But this woman, um young woman, she came up to me after the show and uh just really aggressive questioning where she said, um I think she said, uh so what's the deal with, because Lil Sass and I were trading off who would close the shows. Mm-hmm. So we were just flip-flopping and stuff like that. And um, I, on this particular show, she had seen, I mean, they were fans of, of me. I had gone before him. Okay. But we're co-headlining. So she's like, so why didn't you headline the show? And I was like, oh, we co-headline, but we just trade off um, who goes first and who goes last. And she goes... Well, then why did he go last on this one? And I was like, well, because I went last on the early one last night. And she was like, yeah, but this one I could tell had a good crowd. Does that mean he's getting the better crowds to to go last on? And I was like, do you work here? What are you talking about? Like, what is going do on right now? Here? What is this? And she kept like she couldn't let that go and was kind of really trying to dig deep about the strategy behind who was going when on what shows that's funny and um yeah i can't even remember the other things she said but she had another line of questioning which had a, a strong implication about my sort of standing you know in comedy and 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 that night and where we were and said something like you know how does san francisco compare to the other cities you've been to Oh, it's great. We've been having a great time. The crowds are great. She was like, well, then why did you kick people out? And I was like, well, people were too drunk. They were being disruptive. She goes, does that happen a lot? I said, not really. And she goes, do you think it had anything to do with the way that you were performing? What the fuck? And I was like, I don't. Hey, Barbara Walters, cut it out. I think it had more to do with how (laughs) drunk they were. And she goes, well, do you think that they were drinking so much because they weren't enjoying the show? Oh, my God. I mean, it was like it was I, I, I was it was so uh, so antagonistic, strange and barbed in the way that she was <laughs> needling with quite these questions, barbed, quite barbed um, that I almost in a way respected it. And I it made me think of you and how you would have handled it. So. I would have shut it down probably pretty early. Yeah, pretty early. Yeah, but I would have given her five five questions. Yeah, why? Because because to me, okay. Question one: Why uh, I why are you going first and he goes second? Well, because we alternate. Oh, okay. The fair question, all good. Well, this had a better crowd. Does he get to do it on the better crowds? No, we actually didn't put that much thought into it. We kind of just decided before the weekend, before we even looked at the tickets. But that's a good question. Wow, like, do you come to see a lot of comedy? You'd have that. You'd have that ready. Yeah. Wow. That's I mean, but, diplomatic of you. But but at what at, then at the point where it's like, well, why? Okay, why did the people get thrown out? Right? You had really good, logical, straightforward answers to all this. Eventually, I'd be like, what's what's happening? Are you are we good? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like these are really like angled and like sharp questions that are just like really negative leaning in like against my favor. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. this is not feeling good for me. Just so you know, 
Right. Right. And she'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't realize it. You know, I'm just curious about it. I'd be like, no, that's great. Like, I, I, I feel grateful to do something that people are curious about. But like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the questions come off in a way that like makes me like feel bad about myself. And now I feel yeah. bad because I'm talking to you. So just, just, just something you should be aware of. Thank you for coming. But I think that yeah. it, it, it could have gotten there. I try so hard not to get to something like that, to get to anything real. I don't yeah. want to be getting real with people I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, because then you've let them in. Yeah. And the performance the allure changes. Is gone. And uh, you're this imperfect, mm. vulnerable, raw, kind of insecure, blah, 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 lots of judgments. There's a conversation happening for them on the Uber home. Or he's giving her shit, and she's saying, well, why did you bring me to come watch a pussy on stage? Yeah, he is a pussy. Yeah, and maybe they're not fans the same way anymore. They start a Reddit thread about you treating them poorly after the show. Anyway. <laughs> it's real. And in my head, I'm like, but what? If, but it's like logical. And I've real, the sad thing that I've realized is sometimes the logic just doesn't, even, just doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. And not necessarily in that situation, but you could do the greatest thing on the planet and somebody can like shit on it and say it's terrible logic has not had uh has not been a trump card for a while now logic is on the outs and i used to think logic will always win but truth truth is is undeniable if you present somebody with impenetrable truth and reason and logic they must back down they must and that is not the case it's just not the case. There's this there's this phenomenon where people, when presented with fact, reason, and logic, they they dig deeper, as though I've come this far. I'm pot committed to my side, and the only way out is to burrow even further into my entrenchment, mm. into my ideology. It's what we experienced with the guy who said Ryan had. Stolen the booze. Mm-hmm. The booze cruise. Yeah, old yeah. Alky Ryan. Booze cruise for the ages. Rummy <laughs> Ryan over here. <laughs> Ryan the Rummy. Anyway, uh, great shows. Still love everybody. Appreciate you all. Um, facts with Ryan? Facts with Ryan? You have a couple. So the creep situation with you being worried at the gym, potentially being called out. Mm. Have you seen Joey Swole on the internet? I feel like you Maybe, and him yeah, would yeah. really get along. So if someone posts a video, a girl, she's working out, and there's a guy in the background that glances at her butt, and then she'll make him out to be an absolute creep, he stitches the video, and then he calls them out for it. No, he's not. He's just I saw looking. that. I did see that. He does that a lot. Okay. So he's, he would be a good defender of you. Okay, Joey Swole. Yeah, he, he's an ally. He'd be a good person to have on, too. Mm. Uh, <laughs> MoMA has a restaurant with a tasting menu at $250 yes. per person, the modern. I've been I've there. I hate to yeah, say it. I went when it was a lot cheaper, but I've been there. It's, and it's good. really good. Yeah. And Barbara Walters had a daughter named Jacqueline. Ah, oh, Jackie Jacqueline Walters. Walters. <laughs> good old Jackie. Yeah. Um, um, awesome. Uh, well, guys, I will be at Charlestown, West Virginia, the Hollywood Casino with old Sasquatch. For a very fun night, very interactive night, lots of fun with the fans playing blackjack and roulette and all kinds of fun stuff on May 12th. Tickets at FrancisEllis.com. Then I'm in Spokane and I'm in Seattle, Tacoma um, in the middle of July, July 19th and 20th. I hope to see you guys then. That's a Wednesday and a Thursday night, so come out. 
for a little midweek fun. And then on to the rest of the tour in the fall. We're going to Washington, D.C. We're going to Boston, Providence, Toronto, all kinds of fun spots. All tickets are available at FrancisSellis.com. Julio. Sweet. Um, 25th, I'm in Boston. Uh, I think that show will likely sell out, which I'm very excited for. Um, good to be back in my own stomping grounds. Uh, and then Raleigh, uh, Nashville, Atlanta, Austin uh, this summer, and then some more stuff coming down the pipeline later in the year. So come out, check out a show, notjulio.com.